Welcome into one of our newest shows here on localjobnetwork.com radio, Job Search Guide. And as the title suggests, we're picking the brains of some experienced individuals to gather tips and advice for really the millions of job seekers out there, helping them along in the process from start to finish. I'm your host, Tim Muma, and today we're talking about the good old resume. But we do hope to spice it up a little bit, give all of our resumes a little facelift to bring all of our value to the forefront. Now, to aid in our quest today, we have Deborah Wheatman with us from New Jersey. Deborah is the president of Careers Done Right and an individual with nearly 20 years of corporate human resource experience. Thanks a lot for participating today, Deborah. Thank you very much for having me. Now, to give people an idea of where you're coming from and with your career, I guess if you could describe your experience a little bit, and if you can, it you know relate also to the resume writing and job search, that sort of thing. Sure. Well, I started my career really, I have a pretty diverse human resource experience background, um, and that sort of, with that, I was early in my career, you know, have always been looking at resumes, looking at cover letters and things like that, mm-hmm. so... I definitely have a lot of experience reviewing those things. I started writing resumes really in early early 2000 somewhere okay. and have been doing so ever since, also serving as a, as a career coach for a lot of people. And so with a lot of stuff you do now, I mean, is that a lot of, of what you're helping out with people with resumes and so forth? Yeah, you know, a lot of what I do is very holistic in terms of working with people. Okay. You know, it's not just about giving them a resume. That is definitely very important, but it's really about helping them and guiding them in just the whole search process, of which the resume is a very important part. Right. Well, let's jump into that a little bit. You know, like, this topic obviously comes up every now and again, and some people say, oh, the resume is outdated or, or whatever. But I guess in general, why is this topic of the resume still important to job seekers? It's really so important because this is sort of the first thing that people, when you start looking for work and when you're sort of planning and managing your career, this is what people want to see. This is the document that people look at that sort of sets the tone for whether or not they think that you have the right skills, uh, the right competencies to contribute in their environment. So it's really, it's like your entry into a potential opportunity. And if that doesn't work, if that entry doesn't work, then you, you miss out or potentially could miss out on, a, on an interview and perhaps, a, you know, an offer. Right. And obviously, that's why we, we came to you because I had seen an article that you had mentioned and basically, you know, giving some advice on how to sort of give it a facelift. I think you had mentioned from, you know, taking going away from that vintage style, so to speak. So let's just talk about that because that's really the meat of, of this conversation are some of the tips, some advice, some, you know, even tricks, if you want to call them that, to, to help those job seekers sort of put their best foot forward right away, as you had mentioned. What, what do you sort of point to first and foremost? foremost, you want to make sure that your resume is clear and easy to read, that you're, you're using, you know, have good white space on there, that the font is easy to read, that the grammar is correct, the spelling is correct, that you have even a good email address. I mean, it's, it's all of these things are important. You know, your email address should be a professional email address. Not something like, you know, Anna99HotBabe at <laughs> Yahoo.com or something. And you know what? You laugh, but people have those things no, with addresses. I know, I know. They're I've using, seen it. <laughs> that's what they're using. That's not good professional etiquette for a resume. You know, everything about you and, and the brand that you establish is what people take away. So you want to make sure that the, everything that you're putting out there, professionally speaking, has a professional tone. But at the end of the day, you need to sort of make a determination about what is it exactly that you want to share with people, what's the information, the overriding success stories that you've had in your career that you want to share with people 
people so that they can make an informed decision about your background and achievements and how those things will translate to a new environment. Mm -hmm. So with that, one of the key things that you have to do on your resume is make sure that it's results-oriented. Providing people with clear examples of the work you've done will really help set you apart. Well, and I did want to touch on that because, you know, you hear that type of thing. Um, obviously, things you've done in the past matter, but a lot of times, you know, we'll talk to employers and they say, well, I don't know if that proves you can do something now. And so the idea of value comes up. So, I mean, what I guess how, how can you really explain that on a piece of paper and, and what value you bring to an organization? Well, you can provide examples of the work you've done for a previous employer. So, for example, let's say you're in a sales role and let's say you're in pharmaceutical sales and you were, you know, number one in your region and you exceeded your target by 150 Mm percent. You would definitely want to capture those things on the resume with a little bit of an understanding of how you surpassed the goal. And what does that do in the mind of the reader? In the mind of the reader, that says, okay, this person really is a very good salesperson. Look, she surpassed her goal. She was number one in her region. And here's a little bit about how she did that. So it can be a short to the point example, but really that drives immediate and lasting value in the mind of someone who's looking for someone who's in a sales capacity that can really deliver. Mm-hmm. You know, the question comes up to us as well in talking about things like education or, um, you know, GPAs, especially for those younger job seekers, um, especially out of college. Uh, I guess how much detail should be going into the resume in terms of items you, you know, you've done or things you've accomplished? I guess, is there a guideline that you can sort of offer up with, with details like that that maybe don't necessarily tell a story, it's just almost a stat in some way? Sure. I, I often tell people if your GPA was better than a 3.5, then you should list it because that shows that you have the ability to grasp and understand theory-based materials. Okay. And then with a 3.5 GPA, you would be a part of the dean's list, which is an honor. And so that sort of sets you apart. As far as other things educationally related, let's say you're a young person and you don't have a lot of work, practical work experience, but maybe you've held some leadership roles in volunteer organizations or extracurricular activities on campus. Those are the types of things that you want to make sure that you capture on the resume because it sets you apart. The same thing would hold true if you speak, you know, multiple languages or more than one language. We're, we're operating in a global economy. If you, if you can claim that you are fluent in another language and you potentially have an opportunity with a company that has a business abroad, that would work well for you. Same thing with interests. And this is like an interesting thing with, with respect to the interest section of the mm-hmm. resume. If you're going to put an interest like reading or something pretty generic, then I always recommend leaving that stuff off. Okay. If you have an interest whereby you're a marathon runner or you have summited uh, Mount Everest or you have done a couple of Ironmans, those things are really icebreakers. And the wonderful part about them is that it not only demonstrates something unique about you, but really the perseverance and personal dedication you need to have for those types of pursuits sure. sets you apart. So those are the types of things for an, 
for an interest area of the resume, I would say you should include. If it's something very, very general, then I would I would recommend leaving that off. No, I love those examples of, you know, the, I mean, and maybe that's to an extreme in some case, but there are a lot of people, you're right, that, that sort of put themselves fully into these activities. And, and, and as you said, it's just a great way to show how you know dedicated someone can be. And, and I guess it's a, really a, a window into their work ethic, which I'm sure all employers want to see right off the front there. It is absolutely a window into your work ethic, without question. I mean, if we're looking at any other things, I mean, are there any other particular aspects of, of the resume that um, maybe you haven't touched on that you'd Maybe they're the finer details. Maybe it's a, a broader conversation. But anything else in regards to the resume that you'd want to point out right now? I would recommend having a summary at the top. Okay. A short summary that's sort of like the lead-in to the resume, and that sets the tone of the resume. Whereas years back, people would put objectives on there. Mm-hmm. Objectives are outdated, and frankly, employers don't really care all that much what the job seeker wants. So to the extent that a job seeker can have a nice short summary that really highlights their overarching abilities, it's sort of like your 30 or 20-second elevator pitch right up there at the top of the resume right. that serves as a nice lead-in and a strong tone for the resume, followed by a core competency section where you have, you know, a series or two, you know, short words that, again, everything sets the tone for the resume. So if you have up at um, the top in the competency area, sales development, that should then be supported in the body of the resume by way of example. So you're sort of telling a story hmm. when you when you write the resume. Sure. Oh no, I, I think I think that's I think that's great advice, and I like the idea of putting that up front right away. And now here's the supporting evidence. That definitely uh, definitely makes sense. Now, I mean, with any of these tips, I mean, are there certain industries though where the resume isn't as relevant, or certain positions where it's not seen as that important? I mean, I guess what have you maybe come across in your experience? In my experience. The resume is an important is an important part of job search. I have not found an industry or you know from the thousands of candidates I've worked with they the first thing that they say to me when they speak with me is that someone is asking for their resume. Hmm. So it's an important part of job search. And I would also say that the cover letter should be part of that as well. Right. They're a package. And again, this is about establishing and maintaining your brand. And part of how people do that is by having these, these documents, these tools that they can then leverage as part of their job search. Now, with that, and, and I'm asking you a little bit sort of to, to go into your memory bank and with some of your experiences, can you think about or, or discuss any times where maybe somebody did kind of come to you in, in some capacity saying, you know, I'm just struggling with this and, and where you were able to sort of give these tips and, and it really showed how the effective use of the ideas like the summary and, and almost like a bullet point at the top, how that really helped in, as opposed to that traditional model of, of what you think of at the resume. Yeah, generally when people come to me and they, they're looking for assistance with, with these types of things, we engage really in a pretty robust conversation to, so that I can learn about the person, learn about their background, learn about their experiences, and really learn about what they're passionate about and what they enjoy doing. Because part of what the resume does, it also can, ha- it has a personality all its own. Mm-hmm. So if that can come through in the resume, when the person then goes and speaks to a hiring manager in the interview process, 
they can really take it the next step through that personal interaction and share with people everything that's captured on the resume. And just as an aside, if it's on the resume, you should be prepared to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that conversation, that initial interaction with a client really sets the tone for the whole working relationship and also allows someone, you know, as a byproduct, because they're then talking with me about their experiences, they're better prepared when they actually go on a formal interview. Now, I don't want to put you on the spot too much, but you know, when you talked about the idea of having sort of that summary, that elevator pitch in writing uh, at the top there. I guess I wanted to ask from your experience, because as you said, you've looked at so how many of these, especially in the past, how, re- how detailed is the human resource or hiring manager personnel? How, how detailed are they looking at? How much time do they actually spend? I mean, is that top half, top third, like just unbelievably important because they're not going to move on if, if something doesn't catch their attention. I mean, sort of give us a little inside look as, as a job seeker to know, hey, you need to really capture that attention right away and why that's important. Absolutely. Human resource managers, if, if someone is looking at the resume, when they get them, they could be getting hundreds of resumes for one opening. You really have a very, very limited time to make an impact, 20 seconds, 25 seconds maximum. Wow. If they don't see what they're looking for in the top third, what I like to call the prime real estate, they're going to move along. Hmm. So at that juncture, you really need to capture their attention, which is why when I do work for people, I like to put an example right up top in the summary and that with intention of grabbing someone's attention by way of example very, very quickly. Therefore, the hiring manager, the HR manager, whoever is looking at the resume immediately has something meaty to go on. And, you know, and that's why I asked. I think that is important for, for the listeners to know and understand because you talk about sort of telling that story. So in your mind, you're thinking, well, we're sort of lead up to things down at the bottom. But I mean, you're saying out front, you better put your best foot forward on that top or you're, you're going to be moved on. And nobody's ever going to know what you did at the bottom part of the page. That is correct. If they're engaged up top, they will move on and they will continue to look if you engage them quickly. But if they don't see anything of interest, they're going to move along. Well, you know, obviously, I think we touched on a number of, of important things and, and different aspects, again, to sort of get people to move away from that traditional idea of, of, of what a resume is. But I guess, did you have any final message or pieces of advice that you'd want to express to those job seekers, specifically to the point of their resumes and, and utilizing them to the fullest? Absolutely. I would like to say, and I think that this is a really important point, your resume is not a one-size-fits-all sweater. Hmm. As you apply for opportunities, you must tweak it. This does not mean that you rewrite it every single time. I mean, that would be, you'd be spending hours um, doing, you know, undertaking those types of exercises. But you do need to tweak it. You can't submit the same document for every position because each role has nuances to it. It has, there are differences, um, you know, based on a job description or somebody that you know of, you know, is talking to you about a particular position, you're going to want to tweak it or massage it a little bit so that the key elements of the position for which you're applying are captured in your resume, Mm -hmm. thereby giving you a greater opportunity to be selected for the interview process. Terrific advice. It it falls in line with everything that we try to to preach here as well, so I definitely appreciate it. Unfortunately, we will have to wrap things up here on Job Search Guide and our conversation regarding the resume, some ways to sort of give it a modern facelift, if you will. Our expert guest has been Deborah Wheatman, president of Careers Done Right. Uh, Deborah, where can listeners find out more about your company and your work as well? If people would like to contact me, they can contact me directly at Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, at Careers Done Right, and that's C-A-R-E-E-R. 
Dunn, D-O-N-E, right, W-R-I-T-E.com, Deborah at careersdoneright.com. They can also review my website at the same, careersdoneright.com. And uh, I, I did want to mention, I appreciated the play on words there with uh, done right and utilizing oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> the W-R-I-T-E as a, you know, as a journalist, media person. I always appreciate those little things. But Deborah, thanks again for coming on. Uh, we do appreciate the insight you brought to us today. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, we're always interested in hearing from you, the listener, as well. So drop us an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. If you have any comments or suggestions for this or any of our shows on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma. Be sure to stay positive. Keep your head up. There is a job calling your name.